Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. when the i'm a host now so maybe it was my stuff i don't know oh, maybe yeah you probably had to change it so now it's on gallery yeah. see okay all right thank you everybody uh, yes we, we are i just hit record this is a uh power up my clinic theories we've changed the name we have trish on ryan and sharina and trish go ahead and uh, give us a little background of what happened when you hired this associate and all that good stuff yeah well um you know, I struggled with whether to do independent contract or employee um, situation. So kind of a little bit out of desperation, I went with independent contractor. I will not do that again. I think I will definitely stick to um, employee type of relationship. Um, but basically, uh, kind of word of mouth sent out, you know, asking other acupuncturists, if they knew anybody who was uh, looking for, um, you know, part-time uh, work, and and I was very specific in one of the requirements. I needed somebody who had a background in Japanese acupuncture, Kiko Matsumoto style, as well as TCM. So, found um, a candidate who fit that, you know, description, and he was a um, an older gentleman, you know, about at least a had been working, this would be his like third career. I mean, he was, you know, almost 60. And, um, and I, I felt uh, when we, we had a telephone conversation, we got along, he came in, we were talking quite a bit, mainly around his experience. And, um, you know, I felt, okay, this, this could possibly work. And uh, he came in and we just had him kind of work with one or two patients just to, so he could get the feel of the place to see if this would work out for him as well. And uh, so we thought everything was a go. And I basically had uh, booked a full day for him. And, uh, and he, he didn't show up quite on time. And now I am now seeing my patients. And I started to, I had to start seeing his patients. And he did come in eventually, um, but no phone call. Like, no apologies. You know, I didn't even need the apology. I just really wanted to know, like, if he just called, I would have been okay with that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like you at least deserve a what the hell happened. Yeah, yeah. So when I asked, you know, you know, because I was concerned, I'm thinking, oh my God, maybe something happened to him. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on. And uh, so basically the the rainy weather held him up. And um, I, I just like, I didn't even know what to say to that. And I, I still don't know, you know, when I asked why he didn't call, he said he didn't text and drive. So then I was like, whoa, boy, <laughs> you could have pulled over. <laughs> but 
you know, I don't understand that. I, I mean, for 20 years, I worked with the visiting nurse service, and this is before cell phone time. And I knew where every payphone was. If I was going to be late, mm -hmm. I would call, let that homebound patient know that I'm going to be late. Even though they're not going anywhere, they want to know when I'm coming, right? So that's when I was just, I did not expect that from somebody who had worked so many years. I thought that basic professional courtesy didn't even have to be discussed. Mm -hmm. I, that's where I was like, you need to spell everything. Everything. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, they're working with acupuncture snowflakes you know this this is a, uh, an important thing yeah so i i just like so i guess yeah i didn't realize i had to spell everything out you know i was only concerned about the experience and how we were gonna kind of get along i i just assumed all the other nuts and bolts are would just fall into place naturally yes <laughs> awesome yes. i have questions ryan do you have questions already I do, but you go first. Okay, here's my first question. This is very important, Trish. Because you have other staff, right? This was like your first associate, but you have other staff as well? I have an office assistant, yes. Okay. Um, okay, so you hired this person based on one telephone interview and coming into the office and doing a trial with one or two patients. Correct. Okay. I think Ryan's going to agree with me. That's not enough. I know. I know that now. <laughs> when I hire staff, I do minimum two interviews, often three. When I hire associates, I do at least three interviews. Okay. And we do multiple. Uh-huh. Like, if, and I love to tell you, it's just acupuncturists that are flaky um, and don't show up. And, but it's not. It's literally, yeah. I can't believe a health professional uh -huh. that I've hired that has not had some weirdo physiotherapist, uh, acupuncturist, uh, massage therapist. Oh my gosh. Like I stopped having acu or massage therapy in my clinic for five years. Um, mm. Homeopaths. Oh, it's just, it's, they're all like this. They just kind of have bad days and they just don't want to show up. So I put everything in the contract. Okay. Um, uh, mm. and I do love how you pick the style and you're like, this is a good style, but did you have this person treat you? Yes. Okay. And you liked how they treated you? Uh, yes. I mean, as far as results, I, I could, there was a few things I knew would need to be worked out a little bit, but that I felt, you know, um, could definitely be addressed easily. I thought. Okay. Okay. I have more questions, but I see Ryan just wanting to dive in. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I think, look, I think this is a topic that I love, right? Because I think um, it's a topic that many of us are interested in. It's a shiny object topic because we all want to hire people in theory. And then the realities of it actually come to the forefront, right? So, um, which is what we all experience. So, what, so the first thing I want to say is what you're experiencing is good, that this was the first associate and not down the road and you've now got a system in place that's really pumping, and then you have somebody like this kind of flake. So mm -hmm. the first thing is, it's, good, it's always good to get the, 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 the learning set lessons early, and, okay. then, you know, and then you yeah. know, move on from there. So, so that's the first thing. The second thing I wanted to ask you, or, or the, thing, the first thing I wanted to ask you was, tell us, can you tell us a little bit more about your practice as it currently sits, and 
why you why you want to bring in an associate what's your what's your give us kind of a, a background there real quick okay um, basically I've been uh, working like 12 hour days about six five six days a week just to fit everybody in and I was starting to get burnt out mm. um, although incredibly grateful to have this work so that's why I just kept thinking it's gonna slow down it's gonna slow down so I just kept going and going and I realized it's really not slowing down. It's that's you know so. Um, uh, that's okay. Good yeah. problem. Good problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then but then it got to the point where you know I'm turning away new patients like yeah. three, four new patients a week. You know, and sure. that's not good. And then your your established patients want to come in, and you don't have room for them on the schedule. Weeks out. Yeah. This absolutely. is not a, this is not a good practice. You know, like. I, I'm not comfortable with that. So that's when I really started like, I gotta, I gotta, I need help. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I yeah. completely agree. That's the perfect time to hire an associate. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, but it's all the logistics of like how to do how to hire an employee. How, how, right. So so the, mm -hmm. oh freezing. Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan, we're losing you a little bit, honey. Oh no. Hang on. He'll come back. Even if Hang he on. loses. Yeah. yeah, there he is. Uh, okay. Moving and shaking. Moving and shaking. Yeah, you just got to get closer to your uh, to your router, your modem there. He uses that Acme internet company. Nice vaulted ceilings. I like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Um, so it sounds good, but I think what I was saying to, I don't know if, if you guys heard me, is that ideally what, the way that we uh, talk about it is when you're at about 75% capacity, you start to get... Okay. Oh, we we yeah, lost him again, sorry. Hold the phone, hold the phone there. Okay. Let me try this again. That's all right. No rush. Better mm -hmm. to get good connection and just. We love your house. Get this thing going. We're getting a tour. We're getting a whole tour yeah. of this thing, you know? In Canada, we call it a tour. Tour. Oh, tour. I like that. A tour. tour. Sorry, guys. What are you doing here? I'll go upstairs. Hi. We're having a family meeting now, too. <laughs> Hi, family. Hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Is this better? Good. Mm -hmm. Are we better it's now? Nice to be. Are we good? Yeah. Are you closer right. to your modem? Right, let me know. We are. I am. I am. Should be good. Good. Right. Um. So anyway, so so the first thing I was going to just say is that right around seventy-five percent of capacity is when we want to start looking. But we're. I'm not going to harp on that because you're already crushing it. So that this is this is good. So better to be beyond that than to be below that. Yeah. Mistake that I made when I first started. Um, uh, and then the other thing that I wanted to ask you was how many, so tell us a little bit about how you structure your, uh, your visits. Are you seeing what, you know, how many people per hour do you see? Um, how much time do you spend with them? Because that's also something that may play a role in this. Okay. Uh, so generally, um, I, I see each patient visit is about 45 to 60 minutes, but I see two an hour. So it's like I get one patient sorted out in the room 
and then I'm on to the next patient and then I go back and finish and then go back and finish. And then I have like five, 10 minutes for notes. And then the next, you know, I just keep rolling like that all day long. So it's just, um, well, there's just a half an hour overlap, I guess. Yeah. yeah. More or less. You know, some people come early, some people come late. I just, as they come in the door, I put them in the room and go. Yeah. And have you, have you tried going to three or four people an hour? Does that not work for you? Um, I mean, occasionally, sometimes I end up with three. I do have three rooms. So sometimes I am rolling three people because someone came late. And so that does happen sometimes, but not as often. Your preference is to your preference is to do two. You want to do you, you want to do the, the um, palpatory work and the Japanese work, and so you, yeah, you that takes just that. a little extra time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, so then in regards to the hiring process, um, so a couple things. Um, when you presented it to the to the uh, the associate how did you talk to that associate about your practice in other words there's two there's two ways to look at look at, look at hiring an associate one is we're hiring an associate into our practice and we are doing them the benefit and the other is we are hiring an associate into our practice and they are doing us the benefit does that make sense yes so that's between independent contractor employee not as no. What I'm referring to is just perspective. How does the how does the associate to be perceive the relationship, or do they perceive the relationship like they are doing you a favor, or do they perceive the relationship like you are doing them a favor? How did you lay out what their relationship was to your practice? Um, it was more an equal mm -hmm. uh, or reciprocal relationship. So, so yeah. Yeah, so I, I needed the help, and 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 I believe he needed the uh, the hours. So right. we were to be of kind of of service to each other in a different, you know, one way. Like I, I set everything up for him, and his the agreement is he would be able to help me kind of make sure I can, um, you know, uh, take care of all the patients that were coming in the door. Yeah, perfect. And what were the, the uh, what were the steps laid out for him? Did you lay anything out as far as, you know, this is the, this is where we're going to start the relationship. And if you do X, Y, Z, then this is, this is the benefit. And then if you have another X, Y, Z, then this is the benefit. Was there any kind of tiered benefit? No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have enough sense to go down that road. No. Okay. You know, no, it's, it's, it's totally fine. You know, this yeah. is, it's not about sense or not sense. You have a good deal for him. I mean, if you were yeah. able to, fill his book within the first day, yeah. this, this is enough by, 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 you know, but what I'm getting to is laying the groundwork for the relationship before mm -hmm. the associate comes in. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't think I did that really. Yeah. All that Can much. I ask yeah. one quick question? Yeah. Did you have him sign some sort of contract with you? Was there, I did. I did. you I did. did. Okay. And it was an, it was an independent contractor contract. Yes. That in like in that laid out percentage or whether or not you do laundry and uh, whether or not they have parking and if yes, they're like all those little details yes yeah awesome yeah. okay that's a huge but you're not allowed to do like percentage so we had to work it out that I was 
charging him rent per hour for the room and X amount of dollars for the supplies, which still equaled out to, I was doing, I was trying to like accommodate a 50-50 split without actually saying I was doing a 50-50 split. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so a couple of things. So first of all, as you said before, and I, I'm saying this just for the benefit of everybody in the room, mm -hmm. uh, in the United States, we should be looking at these relationships as employment opportunities and not as independent contractor opportunities if we're really going to do this the right way. No, so, I, I, I believe that now. I, yeah. I, I think that's definitely the way to go. So I'm kind of glad this happened so I got to that mindset. Totally. And look, it's, it's not just because of the control. As no, the, as no. The owner, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's to promote the profession. It's to promote the profession. And it's also to just to, to have employees in the right way, you know, mm -hmm. to have associates in the right way, the way that is above board and, and really matches what um, employment law dictates in the, in the U.S. And so what, the reason I'm saying this, and I know you're agreeing, so it's, to, it's totally great. Mm -hmm. is, is more for the benefit of, of people that may be watching this because most of us that take associates take on independent contractors. And we mostly do that. Um, that's how I did it when I started, more because I just did, was ignorant, you know. And then as we, get, as we get into the practice of bringing somebody on and they're working with you full time, there are very specific laws that the IRS does lay out around what, is, what defines an independent contractor and what defines an employee. And in our profession, the way that we have associates, most situations uh, dictate them to be employees and not independent contractors. So just for the benefit of everybody, really pay attention to that because that can come back to bite you pretty, mm -hmm. pretty, pretty badly. You know, more importantly for in your case, Trish, mm -hmm. uh, the relationship of an employer to an employee means that you have much more control over the expertise. Did I freeze? Yes. <laughs> okay. How about now? Better? No, good now. Okay. Um, so, mm -hmm. so, you know, so, so, so that's the, so that's the, the, the just something that, that we want everybody to kind of consider. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing in regards to the contract that you, that, you know, Sharina was asking you about. Mm -hmm is that in, in the way that we do it um, is that comes at the very end, right? So that, that comes after we have built rapport, just like with a patient. You don't give them the treatment when, they, when they're early on, the first half of the treatment. You, 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 you build a relationship with them. You mm -hmm. talk about their situation. You right. take the pulse. You look at their tongue. You give them a treatment or you, or you just finish the consult. And then at the end, you say, now, here are the expectations, right? right? At that point, you've created the relationship with the patient. They understand who you are. They understand that you understand them. And now you lay out what you expect from them so that they can get to the goals that they have. Right? Oh, I can appreciate the analogy. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. the same thing when we're hiring associates is the way we want to handle this, which is like, you go, you know, so, so what we do just, again, just, just to have a, another way of looking at this. Mm -hmm. first, the first meeting that we have with associates is never in, in the office. It's always at a coffee oh. shop. Oh, okay. At a restaurant. Okay. It's somewhere where you can just relax 
mm-hmm. we're in a we're in a, a business where we're where it's all about the relationships right mm-hmm. and so you know this doesn't this doesn't hold for every every business and i'm just telling you what's worked for us so i'm not i'm not saying that this is the only way to do it but what's worked for us is to create a relaxed atmosphere because then you're going to really get to know some of the tendencies of the person that you're bringing on they're going to be a little bit more relaxed they still kind of know that you're you're eyeing them up and down but that's right, okay right, right. You know, that's okay <laughs> At least they're not coming in, you know, with a formal like, you know, tell tell me about your first job out of college. What was the best thing that happened? You know, those things will come, just like Sharina said. But creating kind of that that um, connection with somebody, whether you hire them or not, gives you a future referral source. It gives you a future good relate, just good relationship with another practitioner in town. And if you do hire them now, you've started the relationship as a um, peer, you know, as a peer right. associate relationship, as opposed to I'm the boss, and you're the employee, right. you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, again, this is, this is um, individual specific. This is how we do it. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that this is always the right way to do it, but mm-hmm. if you, if you do that, you might find that you pick up on things like, oh, you know, this guy didn't want to drive through a puddle and, you know, there was a wall of water that was blocking him with the rain or, you know, he showed up 15 minutes late, you know, he's um, drinking yeah. quadruple espresso and, you know, uh, to the barrister. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so that's just, that's just a little, a little pro tip. That's just something that we do that I think can okay. be really effective for building, a, you know, creating a different um perspective on what that future person might be plus you want to know if you like them right you want it you don't right, right. yes yes yeah. absolutely you don't want you don't have to love everybody you work with but you do have to like them you have to like them as as a person because if yeah. they're going to be seeing your patients and you're going to be seeing their patients right to be that kind of residual rapport that mm-hmm. can be built from you just like it could be built from me the same mm-hmm. same exact way so if you have two very different personalities it can be really tricky to be able to um, to 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 build an easy easy flow of practice. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Yeah. And just to add on to the end of that, the other reason why I actually really like this idea of meeting outside of the office and then having multiple meetings mm-hmm. is you get to know the real person. We're all right. really good at being a certain way for a job interview or a webinar. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing makeup right now. I never wear makeup in my clinic, but I do for these goddamn webinars because I feel like they're of me. This is not the real me. This is webinar Serena. She is much better than day-to-day Serena. So if you and I set up another interview three days from now, mm-hmm. I'm getting out of bed. My hair is a mess. Do you know what I mean? So you'll get to know the real me if we keep meeting a few times in office, out of office. I see you with patients. I see you with other people. That, that tells me if you're actually who you kind of are pretending to be. And I do this with all of my staff. This is why I actually do when I'm hiring, not just associates, but I do a group interview when I'm hiring people um, because I want to see how they do in a crowd. I want to see how they do around strangers. I want to see if they're nice to my other staff at the front because I think um, maybe those people at the front are actually leaving. And so they're being 
I don't know, just weird or covert or mean or weird. I want my staff to meet everybody who's coming in for the interview and then I meet them for the group interview. And inevitably, when I'll sit down and go, who's a maybe, who's a yes, and who's an absolute no, the numbers mm -hmm. are almost always exactly the same because my staff pick up on the same things that I do. But every once in a while, they go, no, you can't hire this person. Like, there's just no way. No. And I go, all right. Trust him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, my, my office assistant was like a little questionable. Uh, she wasn't sure about him. Yeah. 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 What, what wasn't she sure about? Cause she felt like he was just showing up right on the dot. I like, I didn't realize cause I'm in and out of the room. So I just assumed mm -hmm. he was already there, you know, before. And she felt like, oh, he just cutting it too close every single time. That's in my contract and in my employment yeah. policies and in all of my manuals. And I guarantee it's in Ryan's too. But practitioners are required to show up a minimum of 15 minutes prior to the start of the day and preferably 30 minutes. And they're expected to have all of their files pulled and they're expected to like know exactly what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Requirement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm always late. So it uh, I'm not really practicing. <laughs> that's why we hire people to do the things that we're not good at. That's right. That's right. I love it. Yeah. Um, Trish, tell me a little bit more about the, the interview process. So you, you brought him in and then tell, tell me about how you came up with your interview questions. Um, what did you ask him? What did he ask you? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, first it was just a telephone chat and, and then uh, he came in to, and we just like sat down and talked for a good while. It was probably almost an hour or so went by and, you know, I didn't feel like the time passing. Um, so I thought that was a fairly good sign. Um, so it was more conversational flow as far as, because that's just, I mean, all the years I've been working as a therapist, I just pull information out of people through conversation. I, I, it's not really boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. So I, it's just a conversational flow. And, um, and I, my focus really was, you know, ab about his experience and his background in Japanese and Kiko Matsumoto style, because there are just not that many practitioners in my area that have that style. And, and I believe that's kind of what has allowed me to stand out in my area. Um, and there's only other one other practitioner who's fairly similar in, in practice and and she has the same problem I have. We're just like, we're, she's looking for somebody too. I mean, we even talked about, we could even possibly share, you know, uh, the right candidate. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just, you know. Can I, I ask a question on that? Sure. Why does treatment style matter? If uh, they're fit, if they're absolutely, no, I, I've, I've kind of let that go a little bit. I have let that go a little bit. I, I, <laughs> I was, I was so that I was so I trapped myself in that little category. So I realized now that's um, I, I've already. It, it took me. It took me uh, this this experience to let that go. I let that. I feel go. like giving you a high five, Trish. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
yeah no i'm like i'm not holding on to that now that's you know i there are other things that i think probably are much more important yeah so she just wants people like herself she's an accu snob <laughs> I, could tell me, well, I would love that no, you don't need to with me believe me <laughs> I, I didn't never i never picked that up about you i'm so I'm shocked <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. I, I want to ask sort of a follow-up question to Ryan, though, because he asked, you know, what questions did you ask in the interview? You said it wasn't really a question. It was just more yeah. of a conversation. So what questions do you wish you had asked this person instead? What are some questions that you really think might have been helpful to answer before you brought them into your clinic and your patients? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I still have to kind of work that out, you know, okay. so I, I honestly haven't, uh, I don't know. It's just, I, there, I know there are certain questions I guess you could probably ask to get, a, it's more about their attributes, I guess, and how they relate to patients, how they relate to interpersonal skills. I guess that's basically is, I need questions to figure out how this person's interpersonal skills are situated, I guess. I don't, I'm, I'm not clear. This is how I got into the trouble in the first place. <laughs> this is where I need the help. <laughs> What type of questions to ask and how to structure it? Ryan, what kind of questions do you like to ask? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I think that what you were describing before, Trish, is the right way to, is the way that we found success also, which is for it to be conversational, mm -hmm. to, um, to, uh, to make sure that you have rapport with the person, to make sure that you have interpersonal skills. Like all the things that you just said are, by far the most important things. Mm -hmm. you, um, you know, there's certain, when you're asking specific questions, what you're really looking for is just red flags. You know what I mean? They're, you're really only looking for things that are going to completely rule somebody out as opposed to the feel, you know, the, the feel that you get when you're actually talking with them and whether they can, you know, mm -hmm. keep a conversation going with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, because I think, the, the, the questions um, are, the, these red flag questions are things like, you know, um, uh, if you find out that this person wouldn't want to drive in rain, that would be a red flag. That would be like, you know, you and so the way you find that out is, is there anything that would prevent you from coming? What are the things that would prevent you from coming to work in a day? Okay. You know? And if somebody says, if my kid is sick, uh, if, you know, I have to take care of my aunt, my elderly parents. Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course. If somebody says to you, I really don't like driving in the snow. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a problem. You live in Connecticut. You know what I mean? Like that, that's not going to work. So you, that's immediately, that's a high maintenance answer, right? That's okay. an answer that lets you know that this person's going to be difficult, not just in this area, but in other areas too. Everything should be easy. It should flow. It should be like, you know, I'm going to make, you, you, you're looking for, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to find a solution to that, to that. It doesn't matter if it's snowing, if it's raining, I'm going to be at work. Right. Um, because that's the kind of person that you are. Right. So that's, so that's what you're looking for is just okay. any, any of those kinds of red flags. So I ask things like what would prevent you from, uh, what would be something that would prevent you from coming to work that you would need to call out for? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I ask people, you know, things like, you know, what do you, what do you like to do in your free time? You know, it's a common question. It's an easy one, but mm -hmm. you know, it is going to te temper you. If you, if somebody says, you know, I, 
I, I like to take a month off every year and go to, you know, uh, Saskatchewan and, you know, um, see if I can find Serena in the mountains. There's so much wrong with that sentence. <laughs> so, so what you're looking for is red flags. You know what I mean? You're just looking for red flags. The, the thing, the thing about, um, uh, and I want to go back for a second to the thing that you were talking about before, which mm -hmm. is um, whether to bring somebody in that's exactly like you. Or, oh, or, no, I, I, I really don't want somebody exactly like me, just yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah. But I think that that's actually okay. You know, yeah. I know we were kind of like joking about it. <laughs> but the question is, the question is not, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily that they have to already come in like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Part of your package, and this is, this is a, a segue that I'm going to get into a little bit, but part of your package can be how do you help train them to the point in your system that you want them to be in? They may not have to be the, perf the best Kiko practitioner, mm -hmm. but part of your package can be I'm going to send you to two seminars a year, and they're, they're going to be Kiko-oriented. And I want to make sure that this is because I want us to be consistent when we see patients so that your patients do have some consistency between you. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. We have, so we have five element practitioners and we have TCM practitioners at my office, mm -hmm. but we also, but we talk to each other a lot and we also encourage each other to do pra uh, continuing ed in each other's. Um, and that's one of the, that's one of the early questions I ask also you're a five element trained practitioner. Are you open to learning eight principal herbs? Because that's really what we're all doing. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then you can build that into their package. And then that also becomes a selling point for you. Instead of just saying, we're going to do a 50, 50 split, which is a very high split, by the way, just so I, you know. I was trying to be fair and I wanted I somebody it. to like be there and yeah. Yeah. I and get it. A, Look, like, yeah, I it's get a it. low split for Canada. Really? split for Canada. It drives me nuts. Yeah. yeah. Where I practice, there are people getting 80%, 70%, 75%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? It's nuts. So 50-50, yeah. Do what you can, girlfriend. Right. <laughs> so, um, but, that, but that can be built in. So you may, you know, you may work out a package for this practitioner where instead of doing quote unquote 50-50, you may get 45-55 but it's going to include this it's gonna, and you can work out those numbers ahead of time so okay. that the package matches what you're looking for. Does that make okay. sense? Yes. Yes. I get it now. Yeah. So. And you can also have associated for you. So let's say your clinic was not quite as busy as you wanted it to be and you actually needed more patients coming in, you can make your associate go out and do marketing events and for those events that they're doing, that they're bringing in patients from and they're doing some work, maybe they get an extra bonus or a 60-40 you know, split on those ones. But if you have to go out and you're doing the marketing, they get a 40%, if that makes sense. Wow. Okay. Ways you can have it where if it's this situation, you get a bonus and it could be I'm going to give you a cup of coffee or <laughs> I'm giving you a trip to Cancun. It doesn't matter. Okay. There's different things that are going to work for you. Mm -hmm. You can have it. I think that's when Ryan was talking about tears and stuff. Or once you start seeing 
30 people a week, you get this bonus. But when you're seeing 70 people a week, you get this bonus. And if you ever hit 110, can something like that. Okay. Right? So those are options too. Um, one, just, I'm going to go back to the interview because I think sure. this is essential. Yeah. And I think, um, I love uh, Ryan's point about red flags, even though I'm blue right now. There's always a couple of red flags. <laughs> um, one thing that I, 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 I have it as a conversation, but I still have a piece of paper in front of me that has the questions that I feel are essential. I want to know mm-hmm. basics. I want to know when you're available. I really do. Can I book you a, a patients up until 9 p.m.? Because you know what? I kind of like to work, say, 7 to 2, and I'm looking for somebody to come in and work 2 to 9. Well, yeah, that would be like an employee situation. As an independent contractor, you're not really allowed to dictate the hours and days in which they come. So but I'm not asking about when they're coming. I'm asking what's their availability. Oh, I see. Yes, 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 yes. I'm yes. asking their availability. Because if I'm booking people in, I just need to know if I can book you at midnight. <laughs> okay, got it. Right? If you have to drop off the kids at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or pick up the kids at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I know I can only book you, say, 10 till 1 and then after 4. That's, that's, it's, a, it's more of a, I want to know your availability. Okay. I also want to know the maximum number of hours you want to work a day. Mm-hmm. Because I want to know, some people max out at 3 hours. Some people max out at 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I want to know, do you know what I mean? So I'm getting yeah. to know their style, but I want to ask those questions. And then I'm also going to ask, um, okay, if anybody ever asks what's your greatest strength and greatest weakness, I'm just going to have to punch somebody in the head. Never. <laughs> Worst question ever. What's your greatest you know, weakness? I'm a perfectionist. If somebody actually answers that in an interview, a staff person, they say they're a perfectionist. It means they work slow. Um, they don't get shit done. Uh, and they're expecting a grade at the end. I don't even hire them if they say they're perfectionist, but that was a side point that had anything I was saying, but I will ask about, tell me a situation where you had a difficult patient. That's a big one for me because I want to know how they handle problems. Mm-hmm. Tell me about a situation where you had a difficult patient and how you approach this problem, how you solve the problem. I want to know that. And if they don't, like if they've never been in practice yet, I might ask them, um, tell me about a particular challenge where you used to work. And I will never use the word problem. I will use challenge. Okay. And the reason I do this, Mm -hmm. words, I like challenge compared to problem because those people who have natural bubbly personalities will start talking about challenges and how they fix them. And those people who are mean and nasty and impossible to work with and just jerks in general will start bitching about the problems that they've had and the previous employer and their boss and this horrible person. And then you realize, I don't want that energy with my patients. I don't want that energy with my clinic. Somebody who's going to go home and complain about my patients and complain about my staff and complain about me. And you're just going to go, thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. Got it. But it gives me a very quick insight is to, is this person... I guess an optimist, mm-hmm. you know, like a problem solver as opposed to a complainer. That's a big thing for me because I don't want to gossip um, office culture where people sit and mm-hmm. about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We ask people, we ask people to tell us, uh, this is another red flag question. We ask people to tell us, um, 
what's the worst manager you ever had and why? Exactly. Oh, I see. You get to hear, like, if they, if they whine and complain about somebody, you know, that's mm-hmm. going to be a red flag. But if they say, I've had some bad experiences, but nothing was horrible and we just moved on and I was able to just squash it. And, you know, th- that's what you're looking for. You're looking for people that. that are just easy, easygoing, resilient, you know, so that's right. another red flag. But, I mean, there's a few, I can, I can real, I can follow up after this with, you know, a half a dozen red flag questions that we use. Okay, um, great. There's I one of the Yeah. Both all that information would have been like very, very, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have solved my problem, I think, from getting into the first place. But yes, thank you. Yeah, for sure. There's one other thing I want to get into. I know we have 10 minutes left, and I want to make sure that we have time to ask you questions that I want to make sure we've answered everything that that you want us to. Mm -hmm. But one other piece that we haven't gotten into that much, which is um, how much you have to sell your clinic to the incoming associate. So... Mm-hmm. The perspective is, and, and, and I'm a big Simon Sinek fan, right? So I'm a big proponent of, um, you know, we are in service to the people that we work with. They're not in service to us, right? right. right. We have to create an, an environment and an experience that mm-hmm. they have all the tools to leave, but would never want to because mm-hmm. they love working with you. They, 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 they're getting the value from being your employee. Do you mm-hmm. see what I mean? And, and this is what creates trust and this is what creates long-term relationships with, with, with employees. Yeah. So one of the things I think to be really clear about when you are interviewing them is that you make sure to get across why it's going to be so good for them to come work for you, not in an egotistical way, in a way that says, I really want to be in a group practice and this is why. These are the things that, that, that we will be appreciative by having you here, right? And th- this is one of the key pieces of creating that kind of bridge and mm-hmm. the kind of relationship that you're looking for to have an associate, especially somebody that's going to be seeing your patients for you. You know, you want, your, you want that associate to walk in there like they are your, mm-hmm. you know, uh, bodyguard, you know what I mean? Like, like they, they, you want the, the same, and, and they should want the same from you. Do you mm-hmm. see what I mean? Yeah, so that's how you create because your patients are going to know if you just brought somebody in because you just were, were drowning and you just picked up anybody off the street mm-hmm. or if you brought somebody in that has that kind of care. Mm-hmm. That yes. Yeah. I mean, that's ideally that's what I that's the type, type of relationship I want to have. I, that's the energy of the practice now and I don't want to lose it. Right. So, you just, so what you want to do is you want to create steps that that practitioner can go through. Hey, it, after, you know, after two or, th- you know, after two years, these are the kinds of things that I would like to, this is where I would like to see us as a practice. And if we're there, we're going to be able to blank, blank, blank. And you will have figured all of this out numbers wise ahead of time. Okay. Right. And, and, you know, and that, and then we will be able to do X, Y, Z. And, you know, mm-hmm. you just kind of, show that there's kind of a direction that it's going in and it's not just about how many patients are you going to see this week does that make sense yes yes i mean because i want somebody to be there i i want to have a long-term relationship i want this to you know to to you know reflect uh how much time and effort and everything else i've put into this and 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 it's what my patients expect so i i really don't want to uh undermine that in any way and and 
So I kind of realized that in the first day and that was the end of that relationship because uh, I was afraid. I was afraid to kind of lose that. Yeah. That's smart though. See, and then yeah. you have to be willing on the flip side mm -hmm. to let people go when they're not a good fit. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Fire slow, fire fast. I, I was just, I was so, oh my gosh. It was awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that the first, first person you had to let go? Uh, yes. <gasps> oh. Yes. Send yourself flowers. You had to do it right in that day. I mean, I just yeah. knew it. That was you it. You had to do it. You did right. Send uh, flowers. Buy yourself some chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I have a chocolate vitamin every day. That wasn't <laughs> enough. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you get Trish, to the point. I, I have a <laughs> like, question for Trish. Trish, when you wanted somebody that, that was of the same style as you, was that in an attempt to help the patient's um, because they have an expectation of what, what they want for a treatment. Was that, and, yeah, and Ryan, that goes to my next question. I'm yes. sorry, I forget because I forget easy. <laughs> Somebody had asked a question about keeping the culture, the same culture in the practice so it's not clashing. How do you do that? And is that a concern? That Was that a concern for you? What do you mean keep the same culture in the practice? Well, that was the, that was the way somebody worded it, and I'm probably not wording it correctly. In I think they mean treatment styles. Treatment style, rather than having like, oh, like a five-element room and an orthopedic room and a yeah, people get used room. to what was it was community was, room having everybody do Kiko regardless of who's coming in. And were you hoping that they would yeah. transition over to that practitioner, or new patients would eventually go right to them from the start? So much of it has to do with how you how you present it to the patient. Right. So much of it has to do. It, it depends. Look, if you feel like the associate that is doing a different style is not going to be able to get results, then they shouldn't be working with you anyway. They have to be able to get results. So then the, the question is, you have to uh, you have to pre-educate the patient to let them know, hey, I'm you know, I, I want you to try this. I want you to try John. He practices a little bit differently than I do. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to I want to let you know that ahead of time, but he's getting great results with this, and I want and I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to see how you respond with with his treatment. Yeah. If, at, if at any point you need to, you, you know, I'll be jumping in here and there, but you know, so so much of it has to do with just this communication piece. It's it's what I find in our in our practice is that as long as people know that it might be different then they, they never have a problem with it. As long as they are confident that I'm confident that they're going to get results. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay now with different styles. I think it might be actually a good thing. I, yeah, yeah. 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 But also, um, Brian, you made and, a and, you know, important and, point. And it's the handoff. It's how you do the handoff to the next practitioner. If you go, yeah, you can go see him if you want, versus you should go see other person they're new here but they're tremendous I love how they treat me they do this stuff this stuff it's slightly different from what I do it might give you better results it might not but I find their style or their blah 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 is tremendous and I think they'll take great care of you you could treat you could book appointments with them or with me in fact your first treatment with them is 50% off that's my gift to you if you don't like it that's fine just come on back but I think they would be really benefit like if you do that kind of handoff where you're making them you're equal as opposed to, no, I'm still here in this person's crap, but if you have to go see this person, does that make sense? Yeah. That's the handoff. Sorry, Ryan, keep going. No, that's great. No, this is great. This is great. Um, 
I think, I think the other thing that I wanted to make sure was clear is that um, when you are going through and you're having this kind of early part of the relationship we were talking about, I, I just didn't totally finish the, the thread with the, um, I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but. Oh no, it's okay, it's all good. Yeah, with the, with the early part, when you're building that rapport with the, per, the, the associate to be, Mm -hmm. um, there's, it's a two-way street. So they have to know that you are there for them, but they also have to know that you have certain standards that they have to uphold, mm -hmm. right? So I want to make sure that I, I want to make sure that it's clear that the idea is, is just not to be on completely over one side or completely mm -hmm. over the other side. What, what, what happens, what happened at the beginning when we first started hiring associates is that everybody was very much about you know, this is all going to be fun and everybody's going to have a good time and, you know, we're all going to work together and it's going to be great. And there was no expectations. And that's, that's not a good, you know, way to do this. Now, what I find is most people that I talk to that are hiring associates are going complete opposite. They're going like straight corporate culture. These are the expectations. Do you, are you going to be able to follow them? This is, this is what we expect. And that's also not going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a middle point in there where, you're, you're creating an environment that they want to be in mm -hmm. and you're setting clear expectations. You have an, you, a handbook that shows them what they, what they should, what they're going to be expected to do. You know how many people that they, they, they're going to be able to, you know, they have to be able to see the number of people that you want them to be able to see all the things that Trina was talking about before. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to clarify because I realized as we were kind of shifted off into another tangent that we didn't, I didn't totally finish that, that last thread. Does that make sense? Yes, and, and that's kind of the, uh, that's what I would be comfortable with. I really want the support to be equal on both sides. I, I, uh, I want to welcome the other person in. I, I want to really kind of um, have a long-term relationship. So, but I have to learn to spell out very basic things, I guess. Yes, absolutely. It and, has to be very clear. Yeah, and that's the part I, I did not do, and I kind of realize that now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's so typical like when i used to have small businesses in the past and you're like god this is common sense like do i really have to say this yeah, yeah. yeah you do. I'm surprised. Yeah. But, but but i i can work on that i mean basically the the scripts that you have given me will help um you know i'll ask you know about their availability the question you offered to kind of explore a little bit more about the person's um personality i, I think will be very very helpful yeah, yeah. And I'm going to ask about documentation. So I know you had a contract, but do you have, say, an employee procedures manual or an associate procedures manual or an emergency uh, procedures manual that talks about what happens if you see like a needle on the floor? Do you have those kind of things? Well, all I have the emergency manual, <laughs> but I do not have uh, an employee uh, handbook. Handbook. Yeah. Ryan, do you have an employee handbook? Yeah. 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 So do I, honey. Yeah. So just just for anybody that, that's considering hiring, um, and for you too, Trish, you can you can go to. There's all kinds of independent HR consultants. So we just have an independent person. She used to be an HR specialist with a big corporation, and she went to business for herself. She mm -hmm. charges us an hourly rate or a project rate. Okay. We had our employee handbook redone. She did redid our employee handbook a couple of years ago with all the, the, the updated, you know, state laws and, and she reviews it every year. And it was, 
it was about, I think we spent a little over a thousand dollars to get it done. Okay. okay. It's not, it's not nothing, but if it's going to be the foundation of your, you know, if you're, if you're planning to hire people, right. You know, those are some of the things, you know, you can also for phase one, you know, you can always just go online and just, you know, get the, get, get something basic as long as it spells out very clear things. And then you can put the time in updating it with the policies that you want to, that your employees to follow. So just a couple, couple things that can be a couple options, you know, as far as those. But those those are important. That's important to have because when, once you have an employee, Mm-hmm. You are liable. Your risk goes way up. And that's why these, these you know, 50-50s and these 70-30s splits are... Um, they, Lost leaders. Realize that people well, they're not saving realize. anything in the long run. I, I no, it's people yeah. who don't know what their overhead is. It's... Mm-hmm. It, yeah. yeah. I don't work in your country at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> So this this um, um, uh, uh, resource person, um, uh, human resource person, mm-hmm. uh, where 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 did you find uh, the independent? Did, was there a certain place you looked for this type of uh, person to help you? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a big proponent of networking. So we do we do a lot of um, I do a lot of networking locally. That's mm-hmm. how I have found most of our associates. That's how I found most of our consultants that we work with, and we've been through multiple levels of, of different people. So this was just uh, uh, somebody, so the, the, the company that I use for bookkeeping, uh, I'm very friendly with one of the guys there that does their business management. And he, I said to him, you know, who do you guys use? Cause they are, they're a bigger company than we are. He gave me her name and then oh, okay. that's, how, that's how we got to it. So always ask, you, you know, you want to ask established companies mm-hmm. and especially the vendors that you're already using, if you like them, Mm-hmm. That's a great place to go because if you like them and right. they're using somebody, then right. the likelihood is it's going to be a good relationship. I get it. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So, someone commented too in the chat section, Amy Green, she consulted with an HR person. She says it was worth every penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you could probably even just Google something like employee policy template, right? Like the same way there's business plan templates. I'm sure there's a something you can put together. Heck, if you have Word, there's probably some sort of policy template. Okay, well, no, I'd rather just really write the first time and not have to revisit it again. I would be happy to spend $1,000 just to get a copy of Ryan's handbook. (laughs) (laughs) Trish, tell tell us what you wanted to get out of this that you have not gotten thus far. Oh no, I think I got more than I expected. Thank you. Yeah. All right. High five, right. See, when the bar's low, it's easy to go high. <laughs> no problem. Oh no. I mean, I, I got I got the administrative stuff, the interview stuff. Uh, I don't know. I think I you guys covered quite a bit of ground. Thank you. We yeah. always have to we always want to underpromise and over deliver, right? That's the, yeah. that's the name of the game. <laughs> this is gonna suck. Hey, we're pretty good at this. Mm-hmm. There are, I don't know if, if, if uh, Trish, you've been following the chat. Some people put in some comments there too. One person mentioned having the, the associate follow you for the day. Um, and Ryan, you hit on it. Uh, somebody was asking about like what you expect out of that person. And mm-hmm. then you, you said there was a merging between supportive and, and what your expectations are. 
right. and somebody popped a question in the uh, on the CNTW group. So just just a heads up there, Kelly did. Kelly popped a question in there that might be might be it's an interesting one and it's relevant. So it might be interesting to see what. Oh, Amy Green said she might have somebody, right? She said, "Yeah." Oh, mm -hmm. and okay, I think that's it. All right, we're good. I thank Thanks everybody good. for coming out. We'll leave this up on the group for a while. Yeah, and, uh, appreciate Ryan and Charina and Trish too for coming on. Thanks, and I'll take the rest of those red flag questions if you have them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll follow. I'll put those on the CMTW group. Awesome. Okay, that'd be great. Thank you. Awesome. And then, Josh, maybe when we do the next one, if there's somebody who's just hiring their first, you know, office assistant or something like that, that maybe could be something that we're looking for over the next month or two. So if somebody wants more help with hiring, but not at the associate level, but just with the very first staff level, maybe that's something we can cover. So if that's you um, and you're still watching, um, maybe post that to Josh as well. Um, yeah, comment or um, shoot us an email, support at ChiningsMedicineNetworks.com if you want to come on the show. Um, hiring, like Sharina said, hiring would be a great topic, uh, a, not a, an office person. And, uh, or if you have anything else, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you're just starting out, maybe you've been around for a while, maybe you're getting burned out, whatever the case may be. These um, Power of My Clinics, this Power of My Clinics series is intended to provide discussion right. and... Um, Thank you so much for coming out. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, guys. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.